Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. Another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. Indeed, it's One Man's Opinion. Thank you, one and all, for downloading, subscribing, commenting, leaving the heart-shaped favorite or whatever it is you do on your local podcast download form uh, appreciate each and every one of you for doing that if you could spread the word truly like to keep this podcast free and out in front of the paywall and all that kind of stuff and uh appreciate you each and every one of you we've got a lot to talk about today no shortness of topics see if i could fit it into about an hour long show here although i will say uh under the weather a little bit like i have a little bit of a cough i'm sure you'll notice a scratchy throat thing going on so we're going to persevere we're going to go through it right i mean uh, we're going to rise to the challenge and let that adrenaline pump and that's what happens traveling stupid that's that's my takeaway from my first trip in two years traveling's dumb more on that later want to thank every one of you again for downloading in case you're just stumbling upon the show a lot of fantasy sports talk a lot of fantasy football talk specifically on this episode. However, it is uncensored. <clears throat> that means we will be uh, saying bad words. So put your earbuds in, put the noise canceling headphones on. If you're in the car, don't you know? keep the windows up. Don't be around kids and all that stuff. Uh, things will be inappropriate on this here program. So you may not be used to that because my name is Jeff Mads. You hear me uh, weekday afternoon, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. I host the Elite Sports Show. 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern every weekday. Also, Sirius XM Fantasy Football pregame Sunday mornings on that network as well. I'm part owner and operator at fantasyguru.com. Sports betting, daily fantasy sports, seasonal fantasy sports, data, uh, everything you need. Our elite sports, podcasting, and live stream network. It's all there. Find it all at fantasyguru.com. 2022 Fantasy Football Draft Guide is there as well. It's getting bigger by the day. We add content throughout. Never stale, never boring, never not fresh. We never get that not-so-fresh feeling. It's a, We're always on the up-and-up updated rankings, projections, uh, overall, dynasty, best ball, rookies, PPR, non-PPR, IDP, two quarterbacks, super flex. We've got it all for you. We've got best ball guides as well. For every format that you play, including our sponsor, underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code ELITE. Folks, if you don't use that promo code, E-L-I-T-E, then you don't get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And most importantly, you don't get to see when I'm drafting and where I'm drafting and jump into drafts with me and our entire Elite Mafia, which is a very important part of it. So make sure you're using that promo code ELITE. And uh, come draft with us on underdogfantasy.com and possibly win your share $2 million. As well, we've got dynasty <clears throat> rankings and a guide, player outlooks, draft strategies, dependency, mock drafts, um, league sync. We You could just use the My Guru tool and sync your league and use all of our rankings and projections for your drafts and in-season management. Our Discord channel, which is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week chat, where myself and our entire team at FantasyGuru.com are there and answering your questions constantly. Not a single question will go unanswered. That is for sure. My coaching breakdowns are almost complete. couple weeks to go before those are posted. And trust me when I say it's worth the price of admission alone just for that. Offensive line breakdowns and rankings coming very, very soon as well. Auction drafts, our draft book, the Manifesto, my 2022 fantasy football draft plan. It's all part of one package over there at fantasyguru.com. And don't forget, fantasy football training camp, August 19th, exclusively at fantasyguru.com. It's a 24-hour event full of fantasy football insights and analysis and seminars and conferences and Q&As and presentations. We're talking best ball daily fantasy, betting on football, every single thing, X's and O's and draft strategies and building roster and roster management. It's all part of fantasy football training camp. And it's also, if you go to that fan, that event, 
on August 19th, you are automatically entered. You have a golden ticket to the first ever Elite Mafia Fantasy Football Championship, the EMFFC. Only our subscribers, prizes for league winnings, prizes for the overall championship. Truly be the king of the mafia in the Elite Mafia Fantasy Football Championships. We've got a partnership, a couple partnerships with that great event to, to announce very, very soon. Get on board now, and that the way to do it, the best way, you need the all-in package. It's over there at fantasyguru.com. Oh, if you hit the join now button, it's right there. Just say you want the Jeff Vance all-in package, join NFL. You could view the memberships, and it's just all right there. And you just lock it in. It's a $200 value for $99. It's one-time payment, all-in. You get the tickets. You get Elite Plus podcasts and live streams, franchise mode offseason, in-season draft guide, in-season full content. You get the Elite Data subscription for NFL. You get Fantasy Football Training Camp. You get a ticket to the Elite Mafia Fantasy Football Championship. All of that, all of our in-season stuff, one-time payment for $99. You could add daily fantasy and sports betting to that for huge discounts as well. Get over there, fantasyguru.com. And if you're already a subscriber, if you just renewed, we've been running into this lately. People just renew and, oh, shit, you don't know that you want the all-in package. Uh, it's now available. You could just upgrade. It's on your account, on that Join Now page. You upgrade for whatever the, the difference is in the cost, and uh, you get it. And if not, any questions, hit that support button on the lower left corner of your screen, and you can either live chat or uh, send an email message to our great customer support team over at fantasyguru.com. Is that enough of a promo? Yeah, man, so that's enough of a promo. Okay, folks, we have a, this is an exciting day. Um, not exciting because I feel kind of like shit. Man, Seattle kicked my ass a little bit. It was a great time, had a lot of fun, good to, good to get away. And I recommend getting away all the time. We talked about it on last week's podcast, how getting away, rejuvenates you it, it gets your creative juices flowing and everything else and that's you know what i'm doing on the show today i got a lot of feedback i'll talk about seattle traveling with the family the messiness that is the state of washington um you know, nothing against the people people were great but my god it was a shithole i don't know if every state is like this with garbage on the side of the road homeless people all over the fucking place tents everywhere set up with homeless people gyrating and just it's fucking terrible. That's all I could say. It's just an awful place to see. And it's not just Seattle. I know it's other cities. Arizona, Phoenix is like that. It's also I went to Portland. We drove to Portland. My family said, fuck this. We're getting out of here. We went and saw the largest bookstore in the world at Powell's Books. It was a great time. Spent a whole day in a three mile bookstore. That was fantastic. A uh, good little time in Portland, but the same shit in Portland. Homeless people wasn't quite as dirty on the sides of the roads in Oregon than it was in Washington. But my God, just unimpressed. I thought that city was going to shine. I thought it was going to be beautiful. The park around the Space Needle was just decrepit and shitty and run down. Man, bummer. But I present to you today a brand new metric courtesy of myself. My own creation and fan, our team at fantasyguru.com. But this one's, uh, this one's from me, the mind of mass. It's called League Winners. Yeah, that's right. League Winners. And you know, we, uh, I, something I've been testing for years now. You know, it's one of those things you always try to come back. Uh, we all try to do it. Try to come up with what's the best metric. If there was one stat that could just give you everything, what would it be? I really do feel that we came up with it for both baseball and football with our smash score. That's part of elite data, by the way, uh, part of that all in package. I was just talking about the smash scores are all encompassing offense line, defense line coverages in baseball. It counts pitch type versus hitter hot zone, everything that is possible and puts it all into one score, if you will, or rating, whichever you want to call it. And it helps diagnose how good or bad of a play it is. I've done the, a similar thing. We've done smash in season. 
But now I'm talking about the draft. And that's what season we find ourselves in right now. I'm recording this on the 22nd of June. So, and my league winner metric is something that, you know, uh, I've been developing for this for years, maybe a decade. And I'm not 100% sure it's good to go. I'm rolling it out this year. But basically what the league winner metric is, is it will tell you, the greatest values in the draft. And this is something, the only bad thing about it, I don't usually do metrics like this. I don't, I've created dozens of stats over the years. Ray Flowers has created dozens of his stats and metrics over the years. I don't like using rear view mirror stuff. I like to project things forward, which is why Smash is my brainchild and my baby as well. This one though is a rear view mirror metric. Who were the league winners? And I'm going to go back over uh, as many as I can get to today, hopefully four, five, six years now. And I'm going to talk about the league winners. And what we're looking for is what the common traits are. How do we find the most – the league winner metric is going to find you the most valuable players in fantasy football. That's happened. It's tested. It's absolutely proven at this point. It will show you that. Now, how that helps you for your draft, now you need an analyst. Now you need myself, Tyler Beaker, Armando Marcel, Ted Schuster, Ray Flowers, Russell Clay, our entire team at fantasyguru.com, everybody. You need us to interpret it. And hopefully, though, it's something you can interpret as well. Because that's, it's not a, this is a metric that isn't perfect there's interpretations needed. And so we'll go through it and we'll, I will take you through how I've graded and judged the metric, what we, what kind of traits that we're finding with certain players, so on and so forth. So it's a pretty exciting thing on the program today. At least I feel, hopefully you guys will get a lot from it. This is something that I have not done on the XM show as of yet. I will be doing it, but I wanted to roll out this for the podcast people. Um, the numbers are growing. You guys are sharing the show. I appreciate you, and um, you know I wanted to make sure we we did something special for this. It's also easier to talk about when I don't have to be interrupted with breaks and reads and hell, even co-hosts and all, and all that kind of stuff, right? I love I love my co-hosts, love my people, of course, but it's just something that needs explanation. So I was waiting for a day like today. Um, <clears throat> let me recap my trip. Trip was great. Great to get away. I've got a lot of rejuvenated energy, although I will say, I don't know what's going on. Throat is dry as hell. I, since in Washington, I was fine, but airports are like Petri dishes of just every illness and pathogen there is in the world, I think. And you just pick shit up. My daughter got sick um, when we came back. Not bad. It's not COVID. We both tested both negative. Um, I didn't develop a cough until today, later in the week. I felt shitty on Sunday night. I thought I was just run down, so I went to sleep early. Got, Monday didn't feel that great, and it seems to not be going away, so I'm battling through it. Not the biggest of deal, but, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I didn't see any airport fights or airline fights. I was kind of bummed by that. I thought, based on not traveling for two years, I thought that everybody just got into a slap fight on the airplane. I was tragically disappointed by a lack of that everybody was calm cool and collected on my flights at least but stayed in downstate washington which was a terrible idea never do that um stayed in grand mound washington you know we love our water parks and great wolf lodges and things that's like the man's family hideaway because lots of fun things to do for the family and great things around problem was there weren't shit to do in that area i mean just not a thing to do a real desolate area and uh you know it, it, we thought all right it's an hour about an hour drive to seattle no no it's two and a half i got in a car rental car at the airport which is south of seattle at two o'clock on when a wednesday afternoon it took me three hours to get to grand mount the traffic on the i-5 in tacoma washington I mean, somebody should be arrested. <clears throat> the planning of that highway is so unbelievably bad. It can't even be comprehended. It really, it's just that degree of terrible. 
and it's terrible through Olympia. I mean, they don't have many big towns, Seattle, Tacoma, Olympia. That's it. And Centralia is back where we were staying somewhere down there. And it was a lot easier to get to that edge of town. Great people out there. People are phenomenal. I mean, I, I ate a place called Judy's diner. That was just the best thing. Here's what I love. I tell my business partners this all the time. Cause I, this is what I believe in at least thing about good business and good businesses is communication with your customers and your clientele. The place that, that I ate at this Judy's diner, a little diner, not a big, you know, not a chain restaurant, not a you know, huge, uh, uh, you know, backing corporate backing or anything like that. But they were clearly marked on the door. They said, we are short staffed. We please be patient with us. Thought, okay. You know, for one, I thought, Oh shit, I'm in trouble. This is going to be a disaster. I'm never going to get our food, blah, blah, blah. But they also said they're now hiring and said, you know, for multiple positions, which I thought, okay, it's legit. They're not just saying they're short staffed because they're trying to save money. No, they're trying to hire people, but can't. But again, that place was phenomenal. They had three ladies working at the entire diner, entire place. And I mean, they must have 20 tables. And I mean, it was probably some of the fastest service I've ever seen, you know, not an elaborate menu or anything like that, but just great. They communicated well. And I thought this was a terrific thing. This is a terrific experience because of the way they communicated with us and were constantly letting us know when the food's ready and, you know, just everything. They're pleasant people, even though they're working their asses off. And I just liked it. I just loved that. Right. And we went to a couple of places, several places. Every, I mean, the places we went to in Seattle were really nice. The people were great, really top notch, but it's the fucking traffic and the lack of infrastructure with nowhere to go to get around the traffic. They're not like in Arizona, even in Chicago, they're side streets. New York, they're side streets. They take forever, whatever, but at least you can move and you go slower and maybe it takes the same amount of time. But in Washington, there was just nowhere else to go. Nowhere. And that was just obnoxious to me. So um, those are my big takeaways. I had a blast watching the Mariners and Angels game. My kid, my son Xander was in hog heaven with uh, um watching Mike Trout and Shohei Otani hit, you know, watching those games, seeing a new ballpark, the ballpark's fantastic. A lot of levels to it. Pretty cool. We took a tour through the Mariner hall of fame. We walked around all the levels of the ballpark. I thought it was really nicely done and uh, had a blast doing that. He learned about Ken Griffey jr. And Ken Griffey senior who played on the same team in Seattle back in the late nineties. And he was so enamored with that. He created me and him in his MLB, the show game. I thought that was a real nice moment as well. You know, so, uh, you know, that, that was a fun thing. Um, saw the Moda center where the Portland trailblazers played their games. Uh, I'd never been to Portland before. Um, that was interesting. And again, when we're staying downstate Washington, we said, fuck it. We might as hour and a half to either you know, two hours, two to two and a half hours to get to Seattle but we're only really an hour away or we can take an hour and a half car ride, go to Portland. We said, screw it. We'll go to Portland. He did a really good diner there too. It's like on route 30. What's it called? Like the route 30 diner. I got, I need to look this up. Cause I got to give them a shout out. Anybody, any Oregon people or Southern Washington people hit me up at Jeff underscore man's um, on, um, on Twitter. Like, I want to know, I want to know if you guys are aware of Judy's. I want to know if you're aware of uh, this Route 30 uh, place, Route 30 Burgers, Bottles, and Brew. I guess that's what they they call it, Route 30. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I think it was one of the best burgers I've ever had in my freaking life. Now, I was pretty starving at that time, so maybe that played into it, but I'll stand by it. Burger was absolutely out of this flipping world. So uh, that I'll, I'll stand by that as well. But I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic and uh, well done. Um, oh, God. One other thing before I get into the league winners and, and NFL news. We've got a lot of news to hear and talk about here today. Can I just say, are you guys like me? Do you hate surveys, ratings, 
comments, all that shit. I know I ask for commentary all the time. We do it at Fantasy Guru. So I guess I'm a bit of a um, a uh, two-sided, two two both sides of my face guy here, hypocrite. Uh, you know, but and you don't have to take the survey and we don't bother you with it. I do ask for comments because they are useful to me indeed here. But do we need a survey for everything? Every, like I buy hundreds of things on Amazon, and, you know, all online sh- stores, and they want me to rate every single transaction. And this is bullshit. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Going on vacation, every single thing from the hotel to every restaurant, every single thing, I get either an email, a call, yeah, a fucking phone call or a text or, or something. Hey, rate this thing, rate this delivery, rate this, rate this. Holy shit. Do you guys do this? I will, full disclosure, I look at ratings. I shouldn't, I, I'm starting to rethink my whole idea. I, I don't know why I do it. We always look at ratings. Oh, this didn't get a good rating. But people rate differently. Some people do a four out of five rating. And if you get four out of five, a business is going to go out of business. You can't live on four out of five, even though it, I think that's an honest survey, which is what companies like ours even are looking for, honesty. But when you start averaging out, if everybody is four out of five, you'll never get, you, you'll cycle through the highest rated places. You'll never even see it. That's why car dealerships and restaurants and man, they'll suck your dick. If you will just give them a rating, they'll do anything. They'll give you discounts and freebies and all the rate, but it has to be five stars. It has to be 10 stars. It has to be the top line. I think we've gone too far I, with the surveys and the ratings. I don't want to do this. I'm not doing it anymore. I can't. I, I believe in the idea behind them, but there has to be a better way. And I personally, and I don't think any of you, none of us have the time to really execute these. You can't. You, you can't spend an hour of your day every day going and rating things and commenting. All oh, the asparagus was little crisp for my taste. I, I talked about before Sebastian Maniscalco has a comedy bit where he goes, why is everybody yelping? And he talks about it and it's a great bit and it comes into play here. He goes, him and his wife go out to eat. He goes, salmon sucked. Let's get the fuck out of here. That's it. Like he tells his wife that that's it. Go to a restaurant. You tell your wife, your family, whoever you're with. Yeah, I like this. I didn't like this family. And I had, positive we had some negative reviews some things that weren't great on the trip restaurants and things like that but I, i'm not even gonna bring them up i'm not gonna certainly not gonna write it down and rate it like i don't you know i mean because for one so the burger i had at the route 30 place in oregon maybe you guys could try it and say oh that was a good burger some of you would say no this burger sucked what the fuck's he talking about i don't put a lot of on my burger I like ketchup. I like mustard on burgers, cheese. I don't, I'm allergic to onions. I have lettuce. I don't like tomatoes. I don't like wet. I don't like wet vegetables on burgers. I don't like water seeping out of the veggies and just pouring on my meat. I don't like that. So I have, I'm a basic burger. Some of you guys will stack it though. You'll stack it with pickles and onions and tomatoes and shit like that. And I, maybe you have a different experience with that than I would. So we'd be different. So thus, it nulls out my rating. See what I'm saying? We have different tastes. If we don't experience anything, we're all just judging based on what most people do. Aren't we all? That's like fantasy football. We're all going to draft the same team. Yeah, because everybody, we all agree on the same shit. I, I don't think the social media thing and the survey and rating system, it's, I don't think it's having the effect that we think it's having. Ah, maybe I'm crazy. Um. Those are some of my takeaways from that. We do have a lot of NFL news. Let me get to that real quick. The retirement of Rob Gronkowski. Um, not a surprise. A lot of people say, oh, it's it, he just doesn't want to do training camp. Gronk will be back in the middle of the season, yada, yada, yada. I have a sound bite at SiriusXM Fantasy on the Twitter machine of me talking about this on the show, and I just got to say, I think – it's the most cowardly, pathetic, cuckolding move you could possibly do in fantasy football than draft the retired guy. 
it, it's just such a cuck move. You're, I mean, you're the guy who watches his wife banged by other guys. Like that's what you, that's just what I believe. I, I think you're just a cuck. It's such a pathetic move saying, Oh, I'm just on to options. I don't know any other players. I'm going to choose Gronkowski. Maybe he comes back. You're never going to hold a player through eight weeks of not even being on a team. You're never going to, I mean, when I say never, I'm talking motherfucking never. You will never, ever hold that player. You're just drafting it because you're out of other ideas and you don't want to look stupid. So then you get to go home in the privacy of your own place and spend hours looking at waiver pickups, and then you'll make the move after a week. I know it. I've seen it a billion times, and it's pathetic. Don't draft Gronkowski. Calvin Johnson didn't come back. Andrew Luck didn't come back. Luke Keekley didn't come back. Barry Sanders didn't come back. Tiki Barber didn't come back. Ben Roethlisberger's not coming back. Philip Rivers isn't coming back. He's put Robert Smith. Remember him? Vikings fans remember him. Retired early, become a doctor. He didn't come back. They don't. They're not coming back anymore. The idea that you know, and Gronk did it before, and Brady did it, but Brady didn't miss any. He missed a month. I mean, he missed March. That was it. He never really intended to retire. These guys are not coming back anymore especially football maybe in baseball sit out half a year come in be a dh maybe but it's just not something that's done any longer and thus it's a terrible strategy don't do it please talked about it enough go listen to the soundbite if you need more information but i think it's a pathetic move listen get over to fantasyguru.com i will listen to more episodes of this pod or the show on serious or Ask me at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Brand new TikTok show coming next week. As soon as I'm over the sickness, coffee videos on Twitter, uh, my TikTok shows, all that shit coming very, very soon. Um, just ask me, Jeff, I'm out of ideas. What do you have? going for you what would you do in round 12 13 14 15 what do you got now i'll give you a guy i'll throw what do you what do you want to know uh hassan haskins back derrick henry's backup in tennessee direct path to you uh usage right something like that plenty plenty of opportunities plenty of players there hell we're going to talk about other show today ty chandler in minnesota zone or uh power gap runner could could leap, could leapfrog both Madison and Naguanu for playing time in Minnesota. It is possible. Better pick than fucking Rob Gronkowski. I know who he is. Rashad Perriman in Tampa Bay. Better pick. All right, better pick. Just I have a million ideas now flooding my mind as different players that you could use that with much more direct paths to playing time than Gronkowski or any other retired guy this year. Okay. Don't do it. Other news to Sean Watson. He uh, settles 20 of his 24 cases. What does this mean? Well, it means that they're settling. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is one of the weirdest cases I can ever remember in sports. We've had a lot of bad athletes do a lot of bad things, a lot of creepiness, a lot of terrible things. There's no question about it. This is one of the creepiest you've ever heard. Some of the stories are just absolutely pathetic and disgusting. But I don't understand how they don't even consider a criminal trial. Okay. I don't understand how it goes from like two accusers to 20 and then from 20 to 24. I don't understand how there's 22 for a year and a half. And then there's 24 out of nowhere to, you know, other cases out of nowhere and then set 20 of the victims settle. You know, again, I don't know. Right. I'm from the streets. This is a cash grab. Seemed like it. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I don't think there's 24. It doesn't seem. And again, I don't know. And I don't want to put anybody in that's been a victim of something down. But when you're, you know, you're jumping on super late into a case and then settling right away, it doesn't seem, I, I, you know, I got a thing from a lawyer about one of the houses I own. 
and says, oh, this house was built in 2016 and you know, the builder's being sued. Do you want, and all I have to do is sign a document and I'm part of this class action suit. And it's like, get a settlement. And that's how they push you. Oh, you're going to get a settlement. I'm like, I'm going to get what? I'm going to get $400. There's nothing wrong with the house. I rent it out. There's nothing wrong with the fucking house. Right. There's nothing wrong. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm just, it's one of those things. I considered it. I think a younger Jeff man's absolutely. Oh, shit. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a, $10,000. $10,000. You're not going to get, you start doing math and there's hundreds of, there's thousands of people on it. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I just, just nothing. I, I know I could get a couple free, free money, but I, I don't want to be a part of that. That jumping on. I don't want to be a part of it at all. So with that being said, I'm not doing it in my own case. And I don't know what to make of this, but when 20 cases settled just like that, and there's no criminal Deshaun Watson is going to play and he'll likely be suspended there. The only thing that's starting to worry me is there's a chance he's suspended for the whole year. Like that's a real possibility much more than I thought a couple months ago. I, I am holding his draft position as 12, the QB 12 right now, in fantasy football. And I'm setting myself up pretty much to look terrible either way. And I don't like that, but it, it, I think it's still the right thing to do because if he was healthy behind this offensive line in Cleveland and this offense, he's QB four in fantasy football. And there's a case for him to be QB two. I had a Josh Allen, by the way. Yeah, I know it's crazy, but yes, there's a case. I would put him behind Mahomes, Allen and Herbert. The only guys that would be ahead of him if everything was right. And he's playing the full season is obviously not, but when he's healthy, you know, and then you've got to do the, well, Watson plus Matt Ryan, Watson plus cousins, Watson plus Tua, Watson plus Lawrence, you know, what, you know, for each a half a year, is that better than just drafting Stafford, Dak, Lamar, Carr, Murray? Hmm? The numbers suggest it is. So you can't just completely write it off. And you can, I mean, you absolutely can. And I don't, I wouldn't blame any of you for doing that. Unfortunately, I've got subscribers that depend on me that need me to be on both sides of it. Um, not both sides. That don't, no, not both sides that need me to accurately project him and accurately rank him. And there are players in the past where I've been a quarter Patterson this year. I'm out. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I, that guy could score a billion touchdowns or no points and, Unless it's some kind of extreme value, I'm never going to be interested. Just no way I'm part of it. And if you ruled that with Watson, I would not blame you for it. But I'm going to hold him there at 12 for the time being, knowing that he could be suspended for a whole season, half a season, or as few as six games. If it's six games, he may move up two spots. I'm kind of banking on an eight-game suspension, which isn't even half the season anymore. Right? So... Something to think about. Um, yeah, that, we'll leave it at that with the Deshaun Watson stuff. I want to get into the league winners. I'm sure you guys are interested in this as well. It's a fun little metric that I, I've been developing <clears throat> over the last few years or last decade. You know, it's just like my life's work. No big deal. This is what my life's work is. Some of you will think, well, it must be nice to be life's work, but then it's not so glamorous. You're on vacation. Kids are in a water park having the time of their lives. And you're like, well, did, uh, you know, back in 2003, did Derek Playlock's draft position really, you, how does it correlate with his, his points per game and the games that he played? Like, yeah, that's not so glamorous anymore, believe me. But um, let's go back. I'm, I'm 30 minutes in here. I'm going to go to last year. So essentially here's, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I will go through the top five league winners based on my metric. All right. What this is, the player, these will be five players and that's kind of a ranking. It's a rating system. And I'm just taking the top five. Cause I feel like yeah, I, I could probably go 10, but I feel at a certain point, it all just waters down. We want the five players that are most responsible for the most fantasy football championships. 
And to give you a little background and the way I compute this and build and, um, and diagram it is basically the best values in your draft. Okay. And we have a year, uh, I think it's 2019, which hopefully we'll get to on this broadcast where we had a Christian McCaffrey. I don't think, let me look. He did not No, He's not going to make our top five, but he was a first round pick, but he had, I think third most fantasy points of all time, fourth most fantasy points ever, which is clearly a league winner, but he first round, you know, the first round, the expected return of a first round pick is super high. And when you start dropping down second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round now, so that's, that's the separation. We, we obsess all of us. Fantasy football players obsess over the first and second rounds all the time. If I'm up, I pick, First, who am I going to get it? Uh, you know, when it comes back to me at 24, if I, if I, the 12th pick and I have the 13th, first pick of second round, 12, 13, who do I get? And we, we obsess over that shit. But if you're doing it right and you're not completely whiffing, the margins in the first, second round are very minimal. We talk 80% of the time about things that make little to no difference. Now, obviously, if there's an injury, that's a huge difference. Don't draft injured guys. Don't get potential injured guys. Henry, McCaffrey, so on and so forth. Okay? The true difference makers, and maybe I should call it difference makers, but I, I like the name league winners, the LWs. Those are the ones that you get in the middle rounds, the later rounds, and they just destroy. The expected rate of return is so you get so much higher than anything else. So that's what we're looking for. And the top five in um, 2021. Now I, I've actually done the top four and I took a quarterback in there as well. And most of these years, uh, the court, uh, there is a quarterback that, that gets into the top 10 in raw numbers, but I gave a quarterback in each year just to show how it is. Cooper cup. It's pretty obvious. We all know if you had Cooper cup in 2021, you won your fantasy football championship or you did damn well. You made the playoffs. You made a strong push. You got the championship game. You, you did very well. You were up there in total points. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. He had cup was drafted as wide receiver. 19. Last year, wide receiver 19 with an ADP of 46.8, fourth round pick. Now, I will say this. That's one of those things where I question my source for ADP data is a very good one. It's National Fantasy Football Championship. And um, but man, Cup for me went later than that, even. All these other numbers are right in line with I remember, but man. I remember cup going even later, but you know, from the fourth round, late fourth round at that fifth round, wherever he went, that dude was the number one league winner last year, 439.5 fantasy points. And the, the other thing that league winners measure is the difference because do you like Jonathan Taylor was a stud. He's the number one pick this year. But he had over 60, what, 66 points less than Cooper Cup. 66 points less. That's a, that's a shit ton. That's a lot. And he was number two. That shows you what a massive premium that Cooper Cup gave us last year. And to get him in the fourth or fifth round, oh, boy, here comes the cop. Sorry, folks. It's a massive deal. Um. Number two on this list. Now, the thing that the league winners, it's every season, as you will see, has a weird theme. And one of the themes is the rounds that these guys were drafted in. It's crazy to me. That's how I know I'm onto something very good. In 2021, Debo Samuel was the number two League winner. His ADP was 92.7. All right. Um, he was wide receiver 38 
He was drafted as a 38th receiver off the board last year, was fifth in overall flex scoring, scored 338.96 points. All right. Absolutely amazing season. He was the third highest wide receiver scoring behind only Cup and Adams. Yet he was the 38th off the board. Eighth round is where Debo Samuel was gotten last year. Okay. You may want to remember that because number three on this list was Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was the quarterback, number three in league winner. He was drafted as QB 12, 94.8 ADP, which was the eighth round. Very interesting. Um, and, and where he goes. And Jalen Hurts, as we know, the 10 rushing touchdowns had a lot to do with that. Now, you look at Jalen Hurts' overall numbers. He was only QB9, right? Only QB9, but he was drafted as QB12. It's not a huge difference. He definitely outperformed, but did he outperform to a massive level? And the metric says yes. And I think a lot of this has to do with my tinkering, my wrenching on it, where the difference between a every week starting quarterback or every week starting player and a player that is on your bench and picked up midway through and not or undrafted, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big difference. The way these guys are treated and you see this come to life with the Jalen Hurts met, uh, number. All right. Number four on this list is Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, wide receiver 36, 87.4 ADP. What do you know? What round was this? Eighth round. The eighth motherfucking round. 1,455 yards, 13 touchdowns, 304.6 fantasy points for Jamar Chase. Really didn't play that final game. Played a little bit. Kind of only 16 games, but a massive return and an absolute league winner. Think about that. You could have drafted almost any running backs in the fucking world last year. If you got cup in the fourth or fifth, it's your March chase in the eighth. You're absolutely golden. And we saw a lot of championships with hurts with cup with chase. Now I had Jalen hurts on a lot of teams, including one of my championship teams. I had your March chase on two of my championship teams. So shows you right there. I had Debo Samuel on none of them and Cooper Cup on none of them because uh, I missed completely on those guys last year. Number five on this list, it's the first running back on the whole entire list. Do you know who the number one league winner at running back was last year? May surprise some of you. No, it's not Eckler. It's not Jonathan Taylor. No, no, no. No, it wasn't Najee Harris. Mm -mm -mm -mm. No, it wasn't even Fournette. It was James Conner. The Cardinals. We forget, but James Conner was running back 39 off the board a year ago. He was back up to Chase Edmonds. He was the handcuff to Chase Edmonds. 97.9 ADP. 97.9, where does that put him? It puts him literally at the first pick of the ninth round, right on top of that eighth round. So the eighth and ninth round is four of our top five league winners from last year. Okay. And Connor, buoyed by all those touchdowns, was 18th in flex scoring, um, over 1,000 total yards, but 37 catches, three receiving touchdowns, and a ridiculous number of rushing touchdowns, 15 last year, 257.7 fantasy points. And by the way, this metric also downgraded. That 257, I let me look, over the top fives, at least, it's the lowest number of any top five performer there. Because the amount of points you get matters, as we know. The amount of points per game you may you generate matters, obviously. And Connor technically only played 15 of the 17 games last year. So he is the lowest point scorer in any of these to make it to the top five. Thought, interesting. Uh, 2020, let's go back. You know, on SiriusXM this week, if you're listening to it, this podcast, uh, the week of June 20th, then you know that it's history week and we're reviewing number one overall picks and we're going through the timeline and remembering mistakes that we made, the right calls that we made, all these types of things, but you know, trying to project it outward into the next year. Well, fits right in with some of this. 
the top five league winners from 2020. Number one by a large margin and one of the biggest winners we've seen in the last 20 year, 22 years, as far as um, testing out this metric was in 2020. And that was our guy, Justin Jefferson, 1400 yards, 88 catches, seven touchdowns, 274.2 yards for Justin Jefferson was 10th in flex scoring that year. The thing with Justin Jefferson was he was wide receiver 49, 49th receiver drafted. I mean, when he, that and his ADP was 121.5 in that's firmly in the 11th round, 11th round is when people were drafting Justin Jefferson. And again, to get that kind of top 10 overall flex spot return is just an absolute massive windfall. Absolute massive. So uh, he was the number one player, number one league winner of the 2020 year. Number two on this list, another receiver, by the way, noticing something, a pattern maybe. Stefan Diggs, Stefan Diggs going to Buffalo. That was that big, huge year in Buffalo when they threw Brian DeBall changed the entirety of the offense and screw the run. We're going to throw it. Diggs first year in Buffalo. Diggs ADP was 65.6. He was wide receiver 27 off the board. Marquise Brown, Cortland, T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark. All these guys were drafted well ahead of Stefan Diggs that year. Yet he was, and that was the sixth round is where we found Diggs. Yet he was the sixth best player, second, third highest, I'm sorry, wide receiver score, 127 receptions, 1,535 yards, eight touchdowns, 328.6 fantasy points in a PPR setup. Number three on the list. Uh-oh, pattern time. Close. Jonathan Taylor. Number one pick this year in 2022, but oh, do we forget? Yes, we do. Jonathan Taylor going into 2020 as rookie season, everybody uh, was behind Marlon Mack on the depth chart. Didn't start week one. Now there was a luck involved here because Mack went down in week one with the Achilles and that was it. Taylor went on to rumble for 1169 yards, 11 touchdowns, Right. 300 yards receiving 36 catches, another touchdown, 12 total touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor that year. He was running back 33 off the board, 74.6 ADP seventh round for Jonathan Taylor. Again, right next to Stefan Diggs. I mean, within nine picks of each other. Okay. Seventh rounder for Taylor. Number four league winner 2020 was Darren Waller. Tight end. Will he ever reclaim that magic? No, no, he's never going to be that guy again. Darren Waller was a top nine fantasy producer for flexes, running backs, receivers, and tight ends. 107 catches, 1196 yards, and nine touchdowns. 278.6 total fantasy points for Waller in 2020. But he was just the tight end six off the board. 61.6. That's again, sixth round for him in 2020. Fifth on this list. This is where I altered some things. Technically, Tyler Lockett in 2020 would have got that five spot, but just three spots later, we find Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, a league winner in 2020. He was his, I don't know why. Coming off a 13-win season, though, he was just not highly thought of. People thought he was done. Didn't have Devontae Adams for half of 2019, remember. But he was the quarterback 13 off the board, 111.3 ADP, 10th round pick. So right that 6th, 7th round is where you see the meat of these players. That includes Tyler Lockett, by the way, sixth round, another 6th round pick. That's technically the number five. So we're seeing that pattern in 2021. It's that eighth, ninth round. In 2020, you see it's that sixth, seventh round. 
produce a lot of league winners. Let's keep it going. You guys liking this or not? I want to hear from you at Jeff underscore man's. Um, hopefully I'm explaining it right. If you're probably a visual learner, it's kind of hard to comprehend, you know, with this, I'll be rolling this out late this summer. Uh, it's not going to be ready for a couple of months to be rolled out. We got so many tech things to go ahead of it, but it is, you know, we'll be live, uh, by the, when you're doing most of your drafts by August. So 2019, the number one league winner, this is the only year that this happened. Actually, it is the no, I am my mistake. This happened back to back years. Quarterback was number one league winner, Lamar Jackson. Not a surprise when you think about it. 29, his 2019 season was so out of control with, you know, rushing for 1,100 yards and, um, you know, just throwing what do you 3,200 passing yards and 36 touchdowns throwing, seven touchdowns rushing, ran for 12.06, actually, 415.68 fantasy points. He was the quarterback 12 in fantasy, 97.6 ADP, ninth round pick for Lamar Jackson. Now, 2019, it's a little more fractured. So our pattern breaks up a little bit, not a lot, not a lot, don't worry. Number two, League winner in the 2019 season. So that's probably not that hard to comprehend. But the number two was Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, believe it or not. Um, 2019 season, like, big, he was only the 19th highest scoring guy in flex scoring, still at 268 fantasy points. He was wide receiver 37 off the board, 92.6 ADP, another selection in the eighth round, right? Right. You have four picks away from Lamar Jackson. Interesting, right? Number three, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, 2019. Do you know, this is interesting. He was drafted behind two other Charger running backs. Number one was Melvin Gordon. Number two, Justin Jackson, taken slightly ahead of Eckler. Eckler was a sixth-round pick, 61.7 ADP, running back 30 off the board. And he was the fifth-highest scoring, fifth-highest scoring flex player, running back receiver, tight end. In fantasy that year, only 309 points. It wasn't a monster season. He only had 557 yards rushing and three touchdowns, but he had 92 catches for 993 yards and eight receiving touchdowns. Kind of a fluky year. We should have saw that coming in 2020. We drafted him high in 2020. I didn't. I wasn't on into Eckler until Lombardi got there in 2021. Now we like him because the offense, he's much more suited to his skill set in the offense. Number four in 2019, Derrick Henry. And this, another, this is one of those that I'm proud of. I was in on Derrick Henry. Remember, they got Roger Saffold, run-based offense, and it's hard for people to believe, but a lot of fantasy analysts were down on Derrick Henry, and his ADP was higher the previous two seasons. He disappointed people each of those years. They changed the offense. They improved the offensive line, and the guy goes bananas, 1,548 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns for Derrick Henry. He was drafted in 2019 is the 24th running back off the board, 43.8 ADP, which is a fourth-round pick. Kind of the Cooper Cup, if you will. Didn't score 400 points for Henry, only 294, mostly because he only caught 18 passes. Two, two receiving touchdowns, or 18 total touchdowns for Henry. And number five in 2019, this is a crazy one. I could give you... A hundred guesses. I bet you none of you would guess this one because I, I couldn't even f- fucking fathomed it. Number five league winner in 2019 was Devontae Parker. Her Devontae fucking Parker. Oh, I actually lied. It was he had less points than uh than Connor. Yeah. He had 246.2. I don't know how I, I missed that one looking through my list. But The thing about Parker is he was the 71st wide receiver off the board in, uh, in 2019 wide receiver, 71 
ADP, ridiculous ADP of 163.8. That's a 14th round pick. In essence, he was free. He didn't even cost anything. Didn't He didn't even factor in. That was the year with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Even Josh Rosen threw him the ball in 2019. But yeah, that's the year we were all, all waiting for Parker to break out for years and years. Finally, 72 catches, 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. And again, when you get that production out of your 12th or 14th round pick, that, my friends, is what they call a league freaking winner. That's the dream, everybody. It's randos that we get. So what's the takeaway from 2019? It's the quarterback. It's that fourth and fifth round, right? It's the Galladay, Eckler, Henry combination, and Lamar. Or it's like, actually, I'm sorry, Galladay, Eckler, or Lamar. That round, you had a super early one in Henry in the fourth and super late in Parker in the 14th. So, um, yeah, that's that were those were the home runs, the big winners there. Not a lot of symbolism in 2019, not as much as we found in 2020, 2021. Um, I think I'll have time for one more of these. Uh, 2018, try to breeze through it a little quick. 2018, number one league winner in, uh, in 2018, another quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, of course. This guy was a 10th round pick. QB 15 off the board, 119.2 to put up the one of, if not, possibly arguably the single greatest season we've ever seen from a quarterback in the history of the national football league of the history of the NFL, you know, throw 50 touchdowns, just 12 interceptions, 5,000 yards, 5,097 yards for him. Also ran for two touchdowns and 270 yards as well. 417 points out of your quarterback, out of a guy that was drafted as a mid-level second quarterback. That is amazing. That will win you leagues, no question about it. Um, number two league winner in 2018. How about this one? The only guy to be on this list twice. James Connor, then with Pittsburgh. And a great lesson here. What happened in 2018, folks? You remember? James Connor was running back 52. Off the board, 147.6. That's in a 12-team league, that's round 13. Super late, free. That's the Le'Veon Bell holdout year. Le'Veon Bell never attended minicamp, never attended OTAs, never attended training camp, never showed up. Us fucking idiots in fantasy were drafting him as the third overall player. His ADP was three as the season. I remember a draft serious XM host league draft. I'll never forget it. As long as I live that year, he, he slid a little bit because it was the week before the season started. He still hadn't reported. He, he lasted to the end of the first round. One of the hosts took him and the rest of the draft. This was, this was where, this is why you, you listen to me. It's why you pay attention to me. I'll game, I'll mind fuck these guys. Absolutely mind screw them. Everybody in your league, have a man on your side. You want me on this wall. Because I was just waiting. Like, okay, I got a lot of James Conner that year, and I paid nothing for him. I remember, I'm like, is this guy going to handcuff his bell? Because he didn't even have, like, a good second running back. He wasn't, he didn't draft a third running back just in case. Like, just, it was just blind belief that Le'Veon Bell was going to show up. And, again, I, I went running back heavy that year, and I had no use for James Conner. But rounds nine came and went. Round 10 came and went. Round 11 came and went. And I was like, okay. At this point, I was furious. I'm like, okay, this is just getting ridiculous. No one's going to take the week one run. At that point, Le'Veon Bell wouldn't have played week one if he did show up. You're not going to take at least a guy from week one the Steeler running back with all the, you, what you have, you guys noticed what Mike Tomlin and, and uh, Todd Haley and um, 
uh, Matt Canada and all, all the, all the offense coordinators, they've produced points at the running back position in Pittsburgh. It's Najee Harris. Pretty good. I mean, Bell, good. Angela Williams. Good one. He went down Connor when bell went out. Good Connor without him. Good. Every always good. We're not even going to draft. Finally, the 12th round. I said, fuck this. I took him. Went on to win the championship with the host league that year. And I mean, just surplus of running backs, James Connor, um, in 2018, as far as flex scoring is concerned, put on an absolute display was the 15th highest scoring player, 973 rushing yards, 497 receiving yards, 55 receptions, 12 rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown, and a whopping 280 fantasy points. All that while missing three games, 21.5 points per game. He's a good running back, man. I think we're missing out on him this year too. Coming, the touchdown numbers were way inflated for him and the Cardinals on the Cardinals last year. Let's hope they get Rodney Hudson back. That's a big deal in the middle of that offense line for the Cardinals, but there's nobody to compete with Connor. And he was a beast last year when that number three, a league winner. This is a name you'll probably be surprised by or a little bit surprised by. Bobby Trees, Robert Woods of the Rams, 86 receptions, 1,219 yards receiving, only six touchdowns, but 265.6 fantasy points. Robert Woods was a ninth-round pick at 101.2 ADP, wide receiver 40 off the board in 2018. He, it was almost a dead heat for three behind Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons, Another guy who was an absolute monster, yet wasn't drafted high. Rookie year 2018, 124.2. That put him in the 11th round. Being drafted wide receiver 47 off the board. And, you know, really had himself a, uh, you know, pretty hella good season in 2018 as well. And let me see where uh, I lost my place, but. You know, you guys, I don't have his totals in front of me. Very, very good that season, as uh, as you know, and a guy who created fantasy football championships as a result. Now, if only he would uh, come back to us. If only he wouldn't have bet on games. Pretty stupid. By the way, 821 yards, 64 receptions. Not great, but 10 touchdowns. Boom. That's what put him over. That's where all of his uh, touchdown numbers came from in uh in that season so very good season out of him and fifth in 2018 was a running back pass catching running back james white of the indianapolis or indianapolis colts new england patriots why did i say colts tom brady checking down checking down checking down that new england offense white was 99.4 adp running back 41 off the board that season Ninth round selection that uh, jumped up and had a monster, monster season for the Patriots. Monster season. He was flex play 18, only 425 rushing yards, only 751 receiving yards, but 87 receptions, five rushing touchdowns and seven receiving touchdowns, 12 total touchdowns for James White. Just a uh, monster effort out of him and a monster season that won people their championships in 2018. So there you go. That's the league winners over the last, what did we cover? Four years. Um, more of that to come in our draft guide over at fantasyguru.com. Hopefully you enjoyed that one. Uh, apologize for the raspiness of the voice. Don't know why that. And some little light coughing here. I hate, I despise people coughing on broadcast it is the fucking worst thing in the world so i hate doing that i apologize for it but uh you know we're toughing it out for you what do you guys want from me um any other topics that you have we've got some guests lined up it's scheduling we are doing our 50 fantasy football podcast in 50 days over at fantasyguru.com that's part of our elite plus package again if you've gotten this in our draft guide before it is a separate charge this year that's why I'm telling you to get the all-in package. You will not have access to those 50 fantasy football podcasts this year unless you have that Elite Plus 
package. So be careful. Know what you're getting in. Had to break that apart a little bit. But the all-in package is definitely worth your while over there. Remember, underdogfantasy.com, the place to be. Come draft with me and the entire Fantasy Guru gang. Use the promo code ELITE, E-L-I-T-E, to get your deposit bonus up to $100, doubled up to $100, and then come see where we're drafting, when we're drafting. Come draft with us and you know beat our asses and win some money. By the way, one year ago this week is when the underdog Best Ball Mania 2 champion drafted his team from 2021. So, you know... Early bird gets the worm. Seems to be another good, just like league winners. Guy won the whole damn thing. $2 million prize. Pretty good for a little draft in June, I shall say. Fantasyguru.com is the place to be. Come say hi in our Discord. Come check out the latest revised rankings and projections over there as well. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter. The Jeff Mans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. That's going to do it for episode 116 of One Man's Opinion. Thank you one and all for downloading, spreading the word, and giving the feedback. Take a survey. Did you like this podcast? No, I won't do that. We will uh, appreciate each and every one of you. That is it for us. If you disagreed with anything that you heard on today's show, it's perfectly all right, ladies and gentlemen. You know why. Because it was just one man's opinion. See you next time, everybody. Deuces.